Welcome to Freedom Slay Podcast, where fempreneurs, side hustlers, and entrepreneurs come to fast track their success. If you're a millennial girl boss, listen, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the goods, because every week you're going to get the tools that you need to slay your business goals to create a life of time and financial freedom. I'm Ganette Jones, your host and Freedom Slayer in charge here. Let's begin. Hey, hey. Welcome. Today, we are getting clear on your audience. As you know, as an entrepreneur, you cannot have a business without having an audience, right? You need someone or someones that are going to be able to purchase and benefit, more importantly, from what it is that you have to offer. You are always in the business of solving problems, no matter what business you have. You can make nail polish. If you create nail polish, you're still solving the problem of them having boring nails or them, maybe maybe nail polish helps with their confidence, right? So we're always in the business of solving some problem. Maybe they want to polish that matches an outfit they have. Whatevs. And obviously with service-based businesses, you can easily pinpoint what the problem is you're solving because if you're a masseuse, you may be solving back pain or maybe someone's stressed or maybe they want relaxation or whatever. So we are always in the problem, always in the business, I should say, of solving problems And because of that, we get paid for it. But we only get paid for it if we can actually find our audience. And this is where the problem comes in for so many people. So today we're going to be talking about how to get clear on your audience because the reality is you are not serving everybody. And if you're trying to serve everybody, it's very likely that you have had nothing but crickets show up in your business. So let's get into it. So audiences go by many different names. If you're in the online space or in this world where there's a whole lot of talk about entrepreneurship online, you've likely heard ICA, which stands for Ideal Client Avatar. Ideal Client is something that people always use. I personally created my own acronym and I use this with my Cubicle Ditch Academy students and for others that I've worked with and that is PVC, which stands for Perfect Vibe and Client because I think it goes beyond just checking boxes for someone. They actually have to vibe with you because if they check all the boxes and then they're a nuisance to deal with afterwards, then that's not your perfect vibe and client. So what I want to help you with in this podcast is to not only discover who this person is or these people are, this group of perfect vibing clients, but I also want you to be able to easily find them. And the reason this came about is because in my Facebook group, I have a private Facebook group for members of the Cubicle Ditch Academy, and in there, they pop questions occasionally, and someone mentioned that their PVC is a person who is, and they went on to describe all the things this person is, right? They're into self-discovery and self-improvement and new age thinking and all these things, meditation, yoga, all these things. And then, so they had all one part figured out, which we'll get into in a bit, but then they said they are male and female and can range from the age 20 to 60 and beyond. And this is where I stopped them because there's another piece of it. I often talk about, if you follow me on Instagram, then you often hear me talking about on my stories, the importance of knowing your demographics as well as your psychographics. I like to make it even easier. So in order to find your perfect vibe and client, it's the reels 
plus the feels. So she had all the feels down, right? She knew what they were into. She knew how to find them because she knows what they like and all of those things. She had the feels down, but the reels were sketchy. They could be male and female. They could be 20 to 60 and beyond. And here's the problem with this. While it's not impossible to serve big, big, big age ranges like that, right? Like for toilet paper, everyone has to sit on the toilet. So someone like a Charmin, which is Procter & Gamble, yeah, they have a much wider age range. They also have a really big marketing budget that allows them to set up separate marketing campaigns for the different ages. Because the reality is commercials for one group aren't gonna hit the same as commercials for another group. 20 year olds may not be dealing with constipation and things that 60 year olds may be dealing with. And I'm just making up examples, right? But it's important to understand that wide age ranges make it more difficult, not impossible, but definitely a lot more of a challenge. And this is because a 20 year old and a 60 year old, they aren't hanging out in the same places. They aren't doing the same things. They don't have the same priorities. They resonate with different messages. And you have to be able to properly target who you're serving. And if your message is all over the place, you make it very difficult. Again, when you're looking at a staple product like toilet paper, something that everybody needs, then that's different, especially when you're looking at big companies, again, like Procter & Gamble, that have the marketing budget to attract who they need to. And I'm sure even Charmin has a certain age range that they look at as their ideal clients. And we'll get into why in a bit. But it's important that you know who this is. And if you already have sales, then go and look, see what the data says. Because in your mind, you may be thinking you're serving any and everybody, but you're not. But you may be thinking that, but your data says that everybody that's purchased, not only are they between the ages of 25 and 35, but maybe they're also single moms or maybe they're also war veterans. Like what are the commonalities? What are those feels? What are those things that keep them up at night? So we're going to get into the reels and the feels separately. And then we're going to get into why it's important to know these things and how you can use these things to find your audience. So again, the thing I want you to remember is that the reels plus the feels equal PVC magic, and that's perfect vibing client magic. So allow me to explain. The reels are the client demographics. Demographics relate to the structure of populations and sectors and how individuals within them are defined. So we're talking about things like age and location and race and marital status and height and education level and occupation and annual salary and number of kids and all of those things, things that people answer on censuses, right? And the reason this is helpful because you may be, you don't need to know all of these things first and foremost, but the more you know, the better, especially if it relates specifically to what it is you're doing. So for instance, you may be thinking like what height has to do with anything? They could be all different heights and they very well may be. However, if you're someone like American Tall who creates clothing for people over six feet, then height matters, right? Because they have a separate set of issues and problems that they're looking to solve. And I only know this because my husband is Michael Jordan's height. So I know he can't fit in a tub. I know that in most standard beds, his feet are hanging over the edge. I know all of these things because I know the problems he goes through. He can't find shoes in a regular store because they don't have size 15s and up. So it's frustrating for him. And because of that, American Toll 
nails their marketing. When he orders things online, they send this personalized looking little card that says, you know, no, we can't stop people from asking you how's the weather up there and, you know, all those things that he gets asked because they know their client. So it is important that you do know the reels because they can help you understand the feels. So the reels with the height, like I said, like for me, my clients personally, my PVC, the height doesn't matter. However, other things in the reels does. Now the feels is something that so many leave out when they're determining the perfect candidate for their business. And that's why I was excited that the person in the Cubicle Ditch Academy, because she went through this part of the training, she had the feels down, but she forgot at that point because she was so deep into the feels all about the reels. And also because she was watching what other people were doing. And I'll get into that in a short bit. But the feels are the psychographics. The things you'll know from studying your PVC, things like what frustrates them, like we were just talking about, where they hang out in real life and online, the things that would keep them up stressed or things that would keep them up excited at night. What fears do they have? What dreams do they have for their future? Knowing what their insecurities are. These things are helpful. What do they like to watch on television and where do they like to browse to shop online? The feels may be the thing that helps American Toll know the frustrations of their client. And it's important to get clear on both, like I said, the reels and the feels, because if you can, then you have a winning magical formula to find your PVC. And if you can find them by knowing these things, that means you can also speak their language and sell your products or services to them in order to solve that problem. And one thing I found is that we often tend to be our own PVCs, either as we currently are or some version of us from the past. And there's so many ways that we can get this information. If you already have a run in business, like I mentioned already, the answers are likely in front of your nose. Ask yourself, who are my repeat customers? Who do they follow online? Important because it shows you the content they enjoy consuming right now. Even those that may not be your customer yet, maybe if you have customers already, if you could figure out who they like to follow, it's likely that others who will benefit from what it is you have to offer like similar things. So this stuff's important to know. What do they complain about? What do they enjoy watching and eating and sharing? Don't be afraid to survey your existing customers. If your business isn't up and running, don't worry either. That's fine. You can find yours too. Because remember what I said, they're usually us. And once you're clear on who your audience is, you simply find them. And it sounds backwards. I know, like figure out who your customer is and then find them. You're like, no, I should find them and then I'll be able to figure them out. But that's not how it works. If you want to be able to pinpoint exactly who they are, there are questions that you need to know the answers to, right? Or at least have an idea of who they are. So again, if you don't have anyone to survey, and you know the answers to this because you've created something that's solving a problem. So somewhere along the line, you have to know who that person is that can benefit from it. So ask yourself, who? what's the age? Who is the individual? What's their gender? Does the gender matter or their sexual preference? What about ethnicity or annual income? Do they need to make a certain amount of money? Do you think to be interested in what it is you have to offer? 
What's their education level? What's their current job? Are they currently employed? What experiences have they had? What's their relationship with money? Where do they hang out on social media? That's a big one because if you're on Facebook and they are 15 years old, they're likely on TikTok or Instagram, right? Or scrolling through YouTube. So you have to know where they are. What's their favorite websites, their favorite apps? What are their pet peeves? If you know these things, their favorite sites and their favorite apps, you can maybe even position your ads on those apps or on that website. There are different things you can do. It's important that you know this. Because, like I said, if you're on Facebook, that may be a problem if they're not there, right? If you know your PVC inside and out, then you know exactly what you can offer that can solve a problem and fulfill a need for them. And more importantly, you're able to speak their language. And this is why I said we tend to be our PVC, especially around the age range, tend to be. Not all the time, but a lot of times we do because the way we speak and the way we write our copy, which are the words we're putting on our sales pages and on our website and on our social media captions and all the things, they're going to tend to resonate with people around our age because of how we tend to talk. And that's just it. And that doesn't mean you can't service people outside of your age range, but it's a heck of a lot easier if they are. And I just want to go back a bit because I did mention that the person in the Facebook group also was watching other people. And for that reason, she got distracted and was simply just focusing on the feels rather than the reels and the feels. And when I went to her and said, hey, you know, what makes you think their age is 20 to 60, blah, blah, blah. She says, because on this Facebook group I follow, they have people all over the world, all different age ranges that are into this as well, into the thing that she's trying to sell, which, you know, would seem from the surface level as great research, right? However, I had to say, hold up, you're looking at someone's Facebook group. How do we know they're even making sales? How do we know that they're even successful at what it is they're doing? We seriously have to have blinders on when it relates to things like this because they can have a million people on their page, which they didn't, but I'm saying they can have a million people. That doesn't mean they're making a million dollars. That don't even mean they're making $10 off of those people. So it's a difference between attracting people to your brand and converting them from browsers to buyers. And the way you convert them from browsers to buyers is to know those feels and pull on those feels in your copy in order to connect with them. And I know a lot of people like to say, pull on the pain points. And yes, you could, you should. However, don't just pull on the pain points, pull on the solution. What solution is your product or service providing? And what will life look like for your customer after they have what you had? Maybe you're fast forwarding to the future and letting them know what life would be like with whatever it is you have to offer. That's still pulling on the feels because you're pulling on the feeling of them having a resolve or having a problem, I should say, resolved. So again, if you don't have any customers yet, maybe your business is brand, brand new, or maybe it's not even quite started yet and you're in the very beginning stages where you're coming up with and figuring out how to position your product or service, then great because you are right at the beginning and that's when you should be figuring out who your customer is and what problems you can solve for them. And even if you don't have people who you're serving as yet, as you go through the exercise and asking yourself the questions we mentioned earlier in this podcast, then I want you to find people who fit in those categories. And sure, you can put a poll up on your Instagram if you want, and that would give you some idea of what people want or desire and what they're feeling. However, it's even better if you can talk to them one-on-one 
because one, there's a ton of people spamming these stories nowadays. But beyond that, anybody can answer a poll. Anyone could say, yeah, I'll buy that. But then when it actually comes to you putting it out there for sale, there are crickets. So you really want to get deeper into the mind of this individual to find out what it is that they're struggling with, how you can help resolve those struggles And you can repeat those words back to them. You can use that language. And I'll give you an example of this. So at one point, before I launched my Cubicle Ditch Academy last year, what I did was start asking people. I did do a Q&A on my stories, but then I spoke to people individually. But just to give you an example, I did ask the question, like, what is the reason you want to create a side hustle and leave your job? Like, what's the number one reason you want to get out of that nine to five? And I got so many responses. There were a lot of repeat responses, but a lot of them were fitting in certain categories. Beyond that, when I did get one that really stood out, I would reach out to that individual and probe and ask further questions. And what this did was help me to better communicate when I was discussing the program and how it can help get them out of that nine to five. It helped me better position my copy to resonate with them because I'm pulling on those things that they really feel at the moment. And by the way, if you do want to get on the wait list, because there's going to be some in-depth training prior to me opening the doors for Cubicle Ditch Academy. So if you're interested in the free training or Cubicle Ditch Academy, once it opens again, please look at the link in the show notes. I'm going to put the link to sign up for the wait list. Or you can head on over to Gainette.com and check out the work with me page. And it's a button there that says Cubicle Ditch Academy waitlist. Either one, whichever is easiest for you, because I know sometimes we're listening while we're working or we're driving or whatever, and we don't have time to go into the show notes or maybe you forget. So yeah, check that out as well. However, the reason I'm sharing that is because there's only so much we can go into on a podcast episode. One of the training videos I have for the members of the Cubicle Ditch Academy as it relates to audience by itself is 40 minutes long and they have worksheets that help them dive even deeper into their PVC. And then there are separate ones as it relates to building the brand and things like that. So there are so many pieces to it. But it's my hope that this podcast has at least started to get the wheels turning and helping you to get some clarity around who your audience is and how you're going to find them. And more importantly, how are you going to communicate with them? You have to speak their language. You don't want to sound like a robot unless you're like a doctor or a lawyer, because at which point people want you sound like a robot because they want to ensure you're not messing their crap up. Right. But beyond that, if you are just doing something as a business that's serving a client, like most business are and you aren't business to business where you're expected to be a bit more professional, then I want you to be bold and to speak in your own language and pulling on their language. And it's a way that you do that. And the only way you can do that is by speaking to them directly. Stop guessing things when you have your clients right there. And I'm not just talking about random surveys that they fill out either at the end of an event. I want you to dive even deeper. If you can get on a phone call or a video chat with them, even better. And let them answer open-ended questions because that's when you really get to hear what it is that they're saying and the way they word what it is that they have to say. And I know another question I had asked, and I asked this question to some of my VIP clients was, at what moment did you know that this nine to five life wasn't for you and when I tell you I was shocked by how many even though they said it different ways they all came back to me with a very similar moment in time 
I was shocked by how many of them came back and said the exact moment that they knew. But because I let them openly tell me and not just answer a yes or no question, I was able to get their words and how it felt for them and how they knew. So even though when I'm talking, I'm speaking in my language and using idioms and things like that, that I tend to use and that I know that millennials can resonate with because that is my target market. It obviously goes a lot deeper because I know the reels and feels for my audience. But because I know that I was able to use and pull on specific sentences that they said at different times and it resonated with different PVCs. And let me tell you why. Because while people may crave the same thing, maybe they have the same problem and they crave the same solution, the way you communicate that problem or that solution is going to need to vary because you're catching them at different times. Maybe one person's looking at, let's say, your story on your Instagram when they first wake up and maybe they're in a bad mood because they're heading to work and you're trying to get them out of the job. They need to hear it a certain way. Maybe someone else is having an amazing day and you're pull, you need to pull on the dream of them leaving their job. And I'm just using leaving the job as an example because that's what I was doing, right? But because of the way you're going to be finding them, whether it's through stories or through email or through text or when you're doing a regular ad or maybe some guerrilla marketing campaigns, no matter how you're targeting them, your language will need to vary. And you can figure out how it can vary based on speaking to your audience directly. Now to avoid saying the same thing over and over again, I'm going to wrap it up here because like I said, if you do want some deeper training, you can always hop on Cubicle Ditch Academy. So get on that wait list. And like I said, I'm going to have some fire free training leading up to the opening of the doors this spring. So hop on over again. It's going to be down in the description. If you found this podcast helpful, as always, take a screenshot and tag me over at Gainette on Instagram. I would love to see it and to give you some love. Speak soon. Okay, okay. I see you, Freedom Slayer. You stayed through to the end, which tells me that you likely enjoyed this episode. Listen, if you haven't already, do your sister a favor by heading on over to the iTunes store to leave a review for the podcast. It'll help others like you find a benefit from it. And look, it also helps with the rankings. Hashtag transparent AF. I appreciate you. 